When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, good morning and welcome to the second episode of Sustainable Success. We're a pleasure to have everyone here. We're going to have a great topic we're going to go over today. Just wanted to uh, let everybody know listening today that Sustainable Success now has its Facebook page up and running. So you could go to Facebook at Sustainable Success and just let us know that you're there and be a fan of us. So we'd love to connect with you. There's going to be a lot of great content that we'll be placing there in addition to the on-demand episodes that you could also listen to. So today, I just wanted to uh, give you a background. My name is Chris Salem. I'm going to be your host, and I'm an international keynote speaker. I'm a life and business strategist, international best-selling author, and a wellness advocate, and the writer of the book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity. Today, we're going to be discussing a topic called work-life balance, and I have a wonderful guest that we're going to be bringing in here shortly, and his name is Kirby Lambers, and he's an executive success coach for leadership, business, communications, health, and life. He is the owner of Mind, Body, and Business Coaching and Consulting Services, a published author of Mind, Body, and Business called Business Building Next Generation Leaders and is focused on leading and increasing the quality of performance, efficiencies, productivity, memory memory retention, brain function, prevention of disease, work-life balance, enhanced energy, nonverbal and verbal influence, and providing a positive shift in culture behavior, all to build a sustainable and successful business. It's a pleasure to have Kirby. Kirby, are you there? Yes, I am, and I'm super great and getting better, so everybody better look out. <laughs> All right, great to have you. And you're down in Houston, Texas, right? I'm in Houston, and it's a beautiful day here in Houston today. Oh, fabulous. Uh, same here in uh, Connecticut. About I'm in the New York area. So we have some great stuff, and I'm glad to have you on our show today because this is a topic, work-life balance. It's something that a lot of people, while they – claim they understand it. A lot of them just haven't gotten it over the many for the last several years. And I was curious to ask you, what is the ratio of work to life balance that you see it today? Well, I mean, right now, over 70% of us Americans are completely out of balance. And it, it's not, you can't think of it really in terms of just work in life, uh, if you go around the wheel, it's going to be your personal life, your, your family life, your career, your, um, your physical life, you know, are you physically fit or your health, yeah. uh, your mental health, your spiritual, and, and your financial. And it's taking and balancing all those together. And so you've got to do, you know, 360 degrees here. But that 70%, I would say, uh, of Americans, I mean, they are, they are uh, almost like 80-20. <laughs> it, it's yeah. that bad. Yeah, I see. I hear it all the time. I see people that, you know, they're just, they're taking their work home with them, and especially people that work from home. I, a lot of times, they just can't seem to close that door to their office. 
and they're spending so much time, uh, you know, getting caught up in all the emails and and all the little stuff that really could wait till the following day. And 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 what would you think are are some of the causes to why people have this unbalance with work and life? Well, it's your habits, your behavioral patterns, and and it's real easy to get into a bad habit. And working with with my coaching clients that I have, um, I like to always ask them, you know, let's go back and and let's see how we got there. So what do you think was, was the first step? And what I hear most of the time is that, you know what, Kirby, I, when I opened up my business and, and I first turned the key to that lock to open up my new business, I felt like that I, I could go accomplish my dreams. I could travel. I could do all the things I want and not be tied down. And, and, I, and they always say it just seemed like that, that I had a distraction and one thing led to another and that distraction ended up being a habit <laughs> of a distraction. And one habit led to another, led to another, led to another. And, and all of a sudden, I find that my business runs me, and I don't run my business. And so my business runs me to, to work 13 to 15 hours a day. And now I've missed out on my children's piano recitals, their dance recitals, their ball games, all the things that, that my children do, and I've missed out on my wife, and who knows what our relationship is today. But it, it's, it's a cause of your behavioral, your bad habits, and the inability to properly lead your time. That definitely makes sense, and and I can relate to you on that, Kirby, because I, you know, I, in my book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Cross, Create Prosperity, I talk about how behaviors and habits and lack of discipline are often a, well, actually are a result of the root cause or something that stems back to their childhood that's tied to a negative emotion. And, And because of that, a lot of times people are unconscious of the fact of the things that they do do not serve them in their business, nor does it serve them in their personal life. So leading to the next question, wh- I mean, elaborating on that, why do you feel that we're not conscious to the fact that we are out of balance F- from your because perspective? Because habits are unconscious. And so what I mean by that, people that bite their fingernails, they don't know they're biting their fingernails, now do they? And so we're making unconscious decisions. We're not totally present. And we continue to make unconscious decisions that move us a certain direction, and that direction is usually pointed towards an unbalanced life. The more present we are, the more conscious we are, the more that we can have sustainable behavior. And when we're making unconscious decisions, it's the more that that we're going to create more and more and more bad habits that lead us towards this total imbalance in our life. And we're not disciplined and have had the proper habits to lead our time to say, this is the time I do this, this is the time I do that, this is what I do next, this is how I do it, this is what time that I leave my occupation 
this is what time I go jogging. This is what time I play tennis. This is what time that I go see my kids' ball game. This is the time that I have for my personal time, for my meditation, for, for me, for myself, to make myself better. Here, here's my specific time for my, my wife. This is the, the time I spend on my financial. This is the time that I spend on my mental health, my physical health. You, you've got to be able to not just have time management. You've got to get out in front of it, and that's why I say time leadership, and it's creating winning habits. See, we keep creating more and more and more bad habits to create this imbalance in our lives. The more winning habits that we create, the more that all those self-defeating habits will just slip away. That's very interesting, and Kirby, can you elaborate like from a like maybe a past client or a current client that you're working with? Of course, you keep it anonymous, but something along that can kind of explain you know to the to the listeners that justifies that point you just made. Sure. I have I have a client and um, he's in his mid sixties and he has been working for many, many years. Um, anywhere from 12 to 15-hour days. That's just what he does. And, and that's a habit, and he has a burning passion to do that. And he says he really enjoys it. However, when you, when you ask him, well, how, how do you enjoy your children? Well, they're, they're grown. They, they have their own families. Do you enjoy your children? Well, I guess I, I don't really know them that well. How about your grandchildren? How many grandchildren do you have? Well, he has eight grandchildren. Well, how well do you know them? Well, I, I guess I don't. <laughs> and, and what about your spouse? Well, she's having some health problems. And anyway, uh, her, her sister helps, helps her go to the doctor and, and hospitals. And, and uh, I said, but you're not a part of that. And he's worked himself into where he's created more and more habits where his business actually runs him. And I said, when's the last time you've taken, taken a vacation? Well, it's been three or four years, I think, maybe, maybe five years. <laughs> and so they don't even, he doesn't even know really where he, where he was or, or, or where he's going. And I said, are you, are you, is your, are you pointed towards death? Or are you pointed towards optimal wellness? Which direction are you going? And if we had a line and it was numbered to 10, how close would you be towards death? Or how, how well would you be close to optimal wellness? And he said, uh, Kirby, I'd say I'd have to be at eight or nine towards death. And I said, that's going the wrong direction, isn't it? <laughs> it really got his attention. <laughs> and so he, I said, you know, even if you were down at a one, and, but the arrow was pointed towards optimal wellness, that would be much better, wouldn't it? It's not necessarily where you are on this line. It's the direction that you're pointed. And so he, he started to get that. And I said, we've got to develop a timeline of your day where you have got to create the habits. This is what you do at this time. All other distractions must leave. Write down your distractions. Write, have a distraction line. See where your distractions are coming from and how long that it takes to conquer each distraction. 
And I bet these distractions are repetitive over and over. You've done nothing to make those distractions go away. And as we started doing that, he is now pointed towards optimal wellness and, and feels much better. And he's getting to know himself. People totally lose sight of who they are. And um, so he's learning more about himself. He's starting to create more balance. It isn't done in just one day. It is a step-by-step-by-step process with somebody holding you accountable or having a team of people around you that hold you accountable. Wow, that is that is amazing. And and I can totally relate to that. You know, you know, habits and behaviors and disciplines take time to establish, but it, it, it all starts with awareness and the yes, direction that they're going, like you said, because without the awareness and the acceptance of where they want to go, then you really can't you don't have anywhere to start. So, you know, the acceptance is going to be key after the awareness. So that really plays an important role. So with that being said, I'd like to just ask you, and we may have to continue this right after the break, but um, how can, how can we create winning habits to, you know, eliminate or offset self-defeating habits or make them slip away? What would be ways to create those new winning habits that are, that are point towards optimal wellness and, and, and actually give us that life balance with work, work and life. Sure. Well, it, it's taking and deciding what habits first that you need to create. And, and you must identify your self-defeating habits because self-awareness is everything when it comes to this. Then you have to take, all right, this is what I want my habit to be. I'm going to start eating properly. So we're going to have a, a, an eating program that we're going to develop into a habit. This is what I eat for breakfast. This is what I have for my mid-morning snack, my lunch, and, and, and we go on from there. And it's repetitive. It usually takes anywhere from 20 days to about 35 days to create a habit, depending on who you are and how disciplined you are towards the habit. And so it, it's repetitive, and so instead of eating and this that I usually do, or, or, or I, I have a sugary cereal in the mornings, I, I'm going to fix a two-egg omelet, and I'm going to put uh, organic spinach in there, and, and I, I'm going to make it extremely healthy. This is what I do in the mornings. This is what I do. This is it. You do that the next morning, you do that the next morning, you do it the next morning, you get it seasoned the way you want it, the way you like it, so you don't dread it and you want to do it. So it, you have to, it, it, it goes from a transformational process from I have to to I want to. And uh, when that you is are so in key. that want to mode, here we go. Now that You're is so key. That is so key because again, it, it, it you have to want to. It's so, that you know, it starts with the thoughts and that are that are going on in your head and the words that you speak. You know, I I will try. I want to, but I will. I will do this. And this is where, go. obviously, these new winning habits and behaviors and disciplines are uh, are are forged. You know, going forward. Oh, Kirby, we have about three minutes to break, so I wanted to see if you could elaborate a little bit more on that and maybe provide an example. Maybe it was that with this client that you were working with, real briefly of how someone was able to kind of let go of those self-defeating habits 
and establish those winning habits going forward. Sure. Let's talk about this man's physical activity. First of all, uh, when I first met him, he was obese. And I asked him, how much exercise do you get a day? And he said, well, Kirby, I, I sit here most of the day in my chair. And I said, how many chairs have you gone through? <laughs> and he said, many. <laughs> and he said, it doesn't take me long to break a chair, and it's embarrassing to me. And I said, well, let's take that emotion and let's work with this. Do you like being embarrassed? He goes, no. And I said, well, let's change the habit. I said, why don't we stand more during the day? Would you be willing to purchase a desk that you can raise up and down and, and you, can, you can do more standing? and burn more energy. And I know you might not be able to stand very long, but let's, let's see if, if like every hour that you could stand for at least five minutes, can you do that? And he said, well, of course I can stand for five minutes. And I said, well, let's just start with that. And I said, the goal, though, is, is that you're going to be standing for 45 minutes and only sitting for 15 minutes per hour. And did you know that, Chris, gradually he got up to where he is standing 45 minutes out of every hour? Wow, that's great. And we have about, thir- about 30, 40 seconds to, to our first break, Kirby. Uh, okay. You think we can elaborate further on this? Do we have some more information? Because I love oh, yes. stories, <laughs> and I always feel that actual examples really help paint a great picture for our listeners because – there are many people out there that could probably be in the same boat as this gentleman. Sure. And, and because it, they can relate to the story, everything you've talked about can really, really make sense to them. And this is, I always think that, that, that you know, stories are, are powerful. They oh, provide absolutely. provide tremendous yeah. impact. And I know with my own uh, clients as well, I've seen such a difference when I'm able to share similar stories because they, they can connect with it. They feel like they're not alone and and they begin to kind of be open-minded to these new ideas and be co- consciously aware of what is possible for them. So this is great. So we, we can elaborate further on this when we come back from break. And then we're going to have some other great questions that we're going to be going over, uh, talking about work-life balance. And we're also going to talk a little bit later how this applies to businesses as well, not just individuals. So again, this is something that can apply to to everyone, you know, look at either from a company perspective and an individual perspective. So this is all great stuff, and I'm so excited to have you here. And we're going to be going to break here now. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. Uh, we're here with Kirby Lambers, an executive coach, in the, an expert in the area of work-life balance. Again, I'm your host, Chris Salem. And we just before break, we were talking about an example of one of Kirby's clients that was looking to release self-defeating habits and adopt healthier, more productive habits that would better serve his wellness that in in turn would impact uh, his business. So Kirby, why don't you go ahead and just uh, keep uh, elaborate where we had left off and we'll go into the next uh, question. Sure. So to remind your your listening audience, we were talking about that I had a man that uh, had uh, gone from five minutes uh, a standing per hour to 45 minutes per hour standing. So we finally got him up to to this, and I thought, well, his legs are are starting to strengthen. We need to start a walking program that will develop into a power walking program. And I said, how far can you walk? He said, I really don't know. said, will you be willing to meet me at a high school and let's walk around their track and I want to see how, what the pace is that you walk at and let's just find out how far you can walk. He says, well, I'm I'm game for that. Okay. So we did, uh, it was about eight o'clock in the evening actually, and uh, the man could only walk one half of a mile and yeah, I, I thought he might have a heart attack on me. I said, let's stop. Let's do some breathing exercises. Let's calm down. I had to even have him sit down and put his head between his legs and, and because I thought he might just pass out on me. And um, so I said, we're going to develop a, a walking program. When would you? When is your best time to walk, you think? And he had no idea. And I said, how about... Right after you eat breakfast in the morning, let's get this out of the way. What do you think? He said, "Okay." And I said, "I just want you to go to the end, of, walk to the end of your block and back, and let's just do that 
for about two weeks. Okay. So I would I would call him, making sure that he was walking. <laughs> he had his cell phone on him and uh, holding him accountable. And did you know that uh, he kept going, and before you knew it, it you know what, he, he could walk a mile. And then I had him walking two miles. And then I said, let's pick up the pace. I want you to be able to walk a 15-minute mile. And... Um, so he has gradually increased, increased, incre- increased. So now what he's doing uh, today is he's walking three 15-minute miles back to back to back. He has, uh, because of his eating habits, because of now of his exercise, and of course we've incorporated other exercises, he, um, he has actually lost over 100 pounds. Wow, and that's fantastic. So he can think better, he can move better, he feels better, he feels like creating new habits. He feels like learning new things. It's hard to do things when you don't feel like it, Chris. Well, absolutely, because he has no foundation of what those healthier habits are, and it, and, right. and it's a process. And I think the fact is, we, we talked about earlier, that he... He, he, he was aware, he accepted, and after the accepted, he knew that this was going to be a process, that this wasn't something overnight. And, and that's unfortunately where a lot of people, when they're making that transition, they want things done quickly. They want it overnight. They want a solution in a box. And with anything that you do in life, whether in your business or your personal life, in this case with him releasing weight and, and getting to towards optimal wellness, he knew it would be a process. It wouldn't be easy, but each day, each week, each month, quarter, year, things would get better as he put one foot forward. And that, right. that's also, Chris, he was on twelve medications. Wow. He had he had type two diabetes. I mean there's many things wrong. The diabetes has gone away. And he's down to one medication and it's like one of the lowest doses just because of a blood pressure problem that that um He's had for a long time, but it's, it's, he developed that because of his bad habits. The goal is, is to get this man medication-free, but to, to go from 12 all the way down to 1, and he's at the very lowest dosage of this particular medication, uh, that, that's, I would say he, this man has created winning habits. Well, that's great. And I'm, obviously, that had an impact on what he eats uh, as well, because nutrition plays an yes. important role. So I always say that, you know, it always starts with uh, wellness, optimal wellness always starts with the mindset, changing the mindset, releasing the, the bat, you know, the old limiting uh, beliefs or, or habits that don't serve you to adopt healthier ones, then nutrition and then exercise. So it seems like he has that working for him. And, and he's in, he's in, and these are, are part of a daily habit. It's not something that now he has to be reminded. He seems to be accountable. And we're going to be talking about accountability in a little bit. Sure. So as a result of the, you know, his wellness coming into, you know, improving each and every day, what impact has that had on his work-life balance in terms of how he works, how he produces, and, and time that he now spends with his family or doing the things that he enjoys to do? Well, Chris, he, <laughs> he, he's learned some valuable lessons along the way. And he, um, he has learned that he must lead his time properly. 
and he is he is so proud of himself, and he has created balance in his life. The thing is, though, is that I feel like he was what I call a workaholic and spent so much time at work uh, because he had a fear, fears that he was dealing with. And, and it also goes back to his conditioning being raised in a family that uh, was not a very close family. And so we've talked all that out. The result, though, of him feeling better and not being weighed down by medications and on a proper eating program. So he used to eat nothing but fast food. He would forget to eat, and his employees would just bring him food. It was always fast food. And and that's what developed all these diseases and his obesity and all mm-hmm. the other problems. So as a result of learning how to exercise, how to eat, it's caused him to be more efficient. See, what happens is that I, I had to give him some tough love. And I, and I had to say, look, working anywhere from 12 to 15 hours a day, I don't, I don't think that, that that's a rewarding experience. I think you're just totally non-efficient. <laughs> you're not efficient enough to be able to work seven hours a day. And our goal is seven hours. By the way, he works seven hours today. Wow, that's and great. And I said, it'd be surprising what your bad habits are doing to your efficiencies. And so as we have gradually taken those hours away, he has learned to be incredibly efficient. Also, he's learned how to delegate. And Very important. And as he's learned to delegate, what's happened, it's empowered his people. And now his people want to learn. And guess what else? The P, his people, have been seeing him do all this transformation. So your employees mirror the leader of the company. So they're on their exercise programs. They fired all the fast food restaurants. Now they had a total different culture because of his decision saying, I need a coach. I need somebody to hold me accountable. I can't continue to go this way anymore. I don't like myself anymore. I need help. And once he made that decision, it turned all the dynamics around. Now his business has increased. His entire company is now, instead of somewhat productive, they are highly productive. They have increased their amount of clients. The clients, some of the clients are even doing what they've done. That culture gets contagious even to their clients. So, so their business is doing extremely well, but it started with one person making a decision. Well, wow, that's that's fantastic. And, and and it sounds like what he's doing now is that he's leading, he's not your your traditional leader where he's managing processes or his people. He's leading authentically. And be and what 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 is meant by that is that he's leading authentically is that he's transparent about his journey. Yes. And because of that, he's an example of to his employees or the people that work closely with him to see how he's transforming himself. So he's not telling them how, when, and why to do it. He's just being an example, empowering them to follow suit, to do what, what is going to be best for them, to you know serve them to improve their situation. So holistically, overall, with his organization, now you got people that are all striving towards optimal wellness. 
They're working more efficiently. They're more productive. They're yielding higher revenues, but not having to work as long hours to do it. And the key is, is you know, is, is the you know efficiency. What he told me the other day, he said, you know what, Kirby? He said, I have to make my employees go home. I remember when I couldn't get my employees here. <laughs> yeah. It's like the last thing they wanted to do is come to work. And he said, they're having such a good time and they feel so good that I have to make them go home. But because you made me realize that they need, that everyone needs the proper work-life balance, I want them to have really good lives wherever they are. Yeah. And I said, uh, it's so rewarding to see your transformation. That's something that you would not have said five years ago. No way. And he said, but now I really say, you know, did you realize at six o'clock you, you got to go home? And I said, well, if you're telling me it was six o'clock, it means that you should have been gone too. So, uh, but anyway, it was, it, it was real funny for him to say that. Uh, what would businesses be like if all businesses were saying, you know, I've got to make my employees go home. They love being here so much, uh, and, and they enjoy each other. We don't have all the uh, the negative energy and the gossip and all the, I call it the green funk <laughs> that, that's going on within the building. And, and so it, it, it's been a total transformation, but it all starts with one person and usually a leader that is leading by example. Well, and that's, and again, you know, that touches into the authentic leadership and you, and you really made a great point as we make this transition into, you know, the company setting overall, you know, looking at how work-life balance, how it affects wellness in a positive way. So, you know, you take a look at some leading companies that really focus on wellness and work-life balance, companies like Google, Zappos, yeah. uh, Amazon, uh, you know, uh, did I say Apple computers? So you look at their environments and while they encourage innovation and creativity and empower their employees to, you know, and leverage their strengths rather than focus on their weaknesses, they also set up systems and processes internally for people to take advantage to improve their wellness. So they have that proper work-life balance. And that's what's so important. What separates those companies that do so well compared to traditional companies that just either one work people to death or do the same things over and over again, expecting different results, but yet not yielding uh, the returns and not becoming as efficient as they want to be because of these old formats and systems that don't work anymore. Right. So let me, what's, what's your feeling on that? If you want to elaborate further on that, like what companies can do to improve those situations? First of all, the the company needs somebody to hold them accountable, and I think that's why my coaching is so important today. And so it, it, it takes a leader making a decision to enhance their company and to, to stop all the negative energy and to be able to say we're going to in, embrace a whole new way of developing our culture. See, if the culture, if there's not a cultural change, everything will be temporary and never sustainable. Remember, we want to lead towards sustainable success. And it's just like people that go on these diets, it's not sustainable. It's very temporary. So it it takes accountability. It takes people, uh, you know, pointing you the right direction. You, You keep going the wrong direction. They keep pointing you the right direction. And 
it, it takes leadership in order to do that. And there's huge differences between leaders and managers. And most of my clients that thought they were leaders, I, I proved to them that they were, they were managers. And when leadership is done properly, then people will, again, want to follow you instead of have to follow you and will want to be more like you and do what you do. And we were standing at the elevator the other day, and I said, I just want you to notice something. And there were four employees standing around us. And, and, and he looked at me and winked, and he said, okay, we'll talk about it when I get back to my office. And I said, okay, let's go. So went into his office, and he said, they were all standing just like me. He kind of had his legs crossed in front of the elevator. It kind of steady with, with, with his hip out a little bit. And, and the others were standing exactly like him. So that's really mirroring the leader. And um, so at least he's noticing things like that. So however, uh, your, your daily work habits, your rituals, your routines that you develop during the day, I mean, they, they can be developed in a bad way or in a great way. And when you create a supportive environment where everybody is going, hey, I notice you're going here. Let's go this way. What do you think? And they're going, oh, okay, yeah, where we are supposed to be going that way. Thank you so much. And that's what those environments are like now instead of they'll never go the right way. And they're just putting somebody down. I tell you, I've seen it where a lady, her, her purse doesn't match her shoes, and then everybody starts talking about that and beating her up. Yeah. That's a negative energy environment. It should be a supportive environment. So when you have a supportive environment, people are looking out for each other. They're building it up. You have a leader that's building the business versus tearing the business down. I've found that most leaders, or are so-called leaders, they're leading an initiative to tear the business down each day. They're tearing their people down, tear your people down. The people are the business, and there goes the total business environment just down the no. toilet. Absolutely. And what I, we have about 20 seconds to break, okay. Kirby, and I want to elaborate on this because I think this is very important for a, culture, a cultural shift for companies of any size to really recognize the importance of wellness and work-life balance as not only to sustain, you know, retain quality employees, but also to increase their business. They have to start looking at this as not a expense or part of their cost format, but actually as a part of as an investment in their people and an investment in their business. And yeah. we're going to elaborate on this further when we get back from break, because I think this is a great area to focus on, especially for business leaders that are leading companies or entrepreneurs that run their own companies. So we're going to uh, take a break, and we're going to be right back with Kirby Lammers, expert in work-life balance. And we'll be back here in a, in a few minutes. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. You're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris Salem. Again, we have... Kirby Lambers, an executive coach and an expert in work-life balance, and that's what we're focusing on as the topic today. We had left off before the break where we were talking about cultural shift in terms of focusing on wellness for proper work-life balance for companies. So for companies that are looking to increase revenue, become more efficient, retain, have a higher retention for their employees, need to have to establish this groundwork to focus on wellness and look at it as, as as an investment in their people and their business rather than as an expense. So one of the things I see with companies that are leading authentically, whether if it's an entre- entrepreneurial-based business or a corporation in general, is that they really establish proper work formats for their employees and empowering them. So when you're when you're working in whatever whatever you do, you're working in shorter intervals, very focused on the task at hand. So I always see that when people work in 50-minute intervals and they're very focused on that one task till completion, they'll take a break for maybe five or 10 minutes. Maybe they might meditate uh, briefly, you know, just take some deep breaths just to kind of get back in the moment. And then at the top of the hour, get into their next, next task which they'll focus on for the next 50 minutes. And I find when companies, you know, instill that type of format into their uh, business, they see higher rates of productivity. They see a better efficiency. They see an increase in revenue. And it also allows their employees to really, you know, stay in the moment more often because they're taking more breaks but they're not breaks that where they're just checking emails and social media, but actually just being in the moment 
to really get focused on the next task and putting those most important tasks first that best position them to yield higher revenue. So I wanted to bring back Kirby Lambers back in. And Kirby, I wanted to see if you might be able to expand upon that, that type of format. If companies, and again, it's not going to be perfect for every type of company, but yet if companies begin to employ their employees to really focus on the, the most important tasks at hand and be able to leverage their strengths and position them in a way that they can benefit more by leveraging those strengths rather than their weaknesses. Wanted to get your viewpoint on that and anything else that could help our listeners to uh, you know, establish that cultural shift in their organizations. Sure. Well, Chris, this, this is what happens in America every day. We show up to work and we work ourselves dumb. We show up for work and we work ourselves tired. Imagine what the cultural shift would be if the more we worked, the smarter we became. And what if that the longer that we worked throughout, throughout that day, that we actually become more energetic? And how would it be that when we left our work environment and we entered our family environment, that we brought energy and intelligence home to be able to have the energy to spend with your kids, throw the ball, whatever it may be, and or go bike riding together as a family unit. And you had the intelligence also to help them with their homework. You wanted to help them with their homework. You, you weren't brain tired and just wanted to become a couch potato. I feel that what we do within the workplace to have a cultural shift dramatically affects your work-life balance. What you leave work with is usually what you're going to take at home, and I think you touched base on that a little bit earlier in the show. And we've got you've got to be careful about what what you take home from work, and and so don't take all you know the maybe the yeah. little stressors that, that happen throughout the day, and, and take that home and, and and put all that that green funk within your family life too. It's able to to be able to 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 take your entire day, your whole day, and become optimal wellness. No matter what's happening, no matter what stress, no matter what distraction that it is. So the leader should be setting the culture. The leader sets the culture, and the leader says, "I'm going this direction. What do you think?" Is this good for you? And and you continue to build and build. It gets contagious work because for you to be in the know and you for to be doing the end thing, it's got to be made the end thing to do, is that it's going to be one person at a time. And before you know it, you develop an entire culture of people that are going the same direction towards optimal wellness, wellness instead of scattered directions. And that's what I see with, with so many companies. It is a scattered energy. Nobody is going the same direction. There is no unity. We must move in unison in order for our companies to get better, be more profitable, and have a sustainable business and sustainable success. But you're going to build sustainable successes with each person within your company. 
and you have everybody reaching that sustainable success within your company, you have a sustainable, successful company. And so it is leading the, the proper initiatives. Most of my clients now have adopted an initiative, initiative where the entire company exercises five minutes out of every hour. What does that do? It lifts brain function. You're getting more oxygen to the brain. What does that do? You are moving your body. You're not sitting there. You're more active. So now you're not going to sit there and develop achy joints and, and build heart disease and diabetes and all the things that, that go along with that. And so it's a cultural thing. It's amazing. Sometimes they put clients, uh, they're going to put a client on hold, and they say, well, what are you going to do for five minutes? We're going to exercise. And the client on the other end of the phone says, I'm going to do this with you. Just tell me what you're doing. (laughs) It's amazing (laughs) what can happen. Also, these little breaks within the day that you're going to have, we've developed mental aerobics. So that way, you're going to exercise the mind so you become smarter as the day goes on. So you're becoming more energetic, exercising five minutes out of every day. When you can do mental aerobics at least three times per hour, you're going to become smarter. Also, there can be five-finger or five-minute meditation processes, too, that you can go through in order to get yourself in a certain mode to allow the stress, the heavy weight that's on top of your head and shoulders to just slip off, leave your body, and be able to now work at peak performance because everything else sometimes weighs you down throughout the day, and before you know it, you're pushed, you're pushed right through the floor of the building, and, and you can't move. So just, it, just developing these little habits, instead of bringing in birthday cakes and pizza for somebody's birthday, right then you just shot yourself in the foot and sabotaged your entire company when you do that. Oh, absolutely. You think you you think you're doing something good. It was good intentions, but in hindsight it could be bad. And you really touched on that. You know, and you think about when you're really focused and you position and create an environment that allows people to leverage their strengths and work in those laser focused intervals that we talked about and having those those mental breaks. It not because it, it, it allows them to work more efficiently and produce more. They don't need to go home feeling they need to bring it back with them. Like, oh, I have to bring my email back with me. I need to bring this project back to finish it at home. They can go back and spend quality time with their families, do enjoying those activities or working out for themselves, perhaps reading a book and really you know, decompressing and allowing them to be re-energized for the fo- next day that they can start the process all over again. And and I, to me, it sounds like for what you've said that it really that's that's really kind of the recipe for a work life balance and something for many organizations worldwide to strive for and there are good examples out there there are companies that are employing these are they perfect no nothing is ever perfect but they strive for excellence rather than perfection but yet they're getting more out of their employees the employees fulfill fulfilled they're producing more they're more efficient and they're enjoying the quality of their, their lives, both at work and uh, in their personal lives. Yes. So That's called a business to, strategy, Chris, by the way. When you develop yeah. a company like that, do you feel like you have any competition after that? No. So this, this program is a business strategy 
to lift yourself above your clients. And what, it's the way that your clients perceive your business. And when they get to know your business and they see what the people are like, your culture is like, guess what? They want to be attached to you. And, and so it, it affects your sales. It affects everything you do. And when, you're, when people are being billed right and, and all the paperwork is done properly and, and nothing is sloppy, everything's highly efficient, you continue to lift yourself way above your closest competitor. And, and then that's called being an industry leader. And I remember with myself, I, I caused all this to happen with the company. I multiplied that company. I doubled it, tripled it, and ended up multiplying the bottom line times six. And the industry came to me and said, we're going to start an association, and we want you to be the president. And then, so I had my competitors actually cheering me on because we caused a shift within the entire industry. But this is the cause and effect that can happen when you lead such initiatives. Uh, absolutely. This this is, uh, I mean, great stuff that we've discussed today. And we're almost at the close, Kirby. But I wanted to leave some of this time for you to let the listeners know how they can reach you in terms of, uh, you know, either asking a question or reaching out as to what you provide and help organizations and executive leaders and how you can help them create a strategy for better work-life balance and the other things that you do. Absolutely. First of all, my, my website, put in those little W's, and it's mind, body, and, the and spelled out, mindbodyandbusiness.com, mindbodyandbusiness.com. If you'd like for me to come speak with your company also, you can go to kirbylammers.com, K-I-R-B-Y-L-A-M-M-E-R-S.com. That's my speaker side. And um, you, you're welcome to email me at Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y, at mindbodyandbusiness.com. Email me anytime. And um, my phone number is on my website. So um, this is great, Kirby. From any of you, uh, it's it's a passion, as you can tell, and uh, I, I really have a passion of making a difference in business and family lives, and wanting to to continuously help people, and, and I know I do, and spend a lot of time with community involvement, and uh, it, it's, it's so rewarding, and, and I do have a balanced life, and my wife and I have a, a great time, have a lot of fun, but I'm here to, to assist you in any way. It's hard to start a program from scratch. No, absolutely. And, and, and try, try to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to do that. Let's make No, it Absolutely. Well, Kirby, we, we're going to be closing out here very soon here in the next 30 seconds. I want to thank you v- so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise and how humble you are in terms of how you deliver things. I mean, I, I think the listeners got a lot of great quality content here today on work-life balance. And this is something that we're going to expand upon on some future episodes that we can go off in a lot of different directions. We only hit the tip of the iceberg today. And I want to thank you again for joining us. I want to thank you also, the listeners, for tuning in today. You could also listen to this episode on demand. It will be available in 24 hours or less here on the Voice America Influencer channel. Or you could also uh, uh, listen on iTunes as well. 
And we uh, want to thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to having you come back for our third episode next Wednesday at 11 a.m. East Coast time, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And again, thank you for joining us. And it was a pleasure, Kirby, again, for having you on the show today. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.